When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome. Welcome back, people. This is episode three of Punk Rock and Politics. I am Andrew for America. And I would just like to say that this Anchor app that I that is hosting my podcast is amazing. Uh, every it, Literally in the past three, four days, I posted my first episode, um... Uh, at the time that I'm recording this one, I already recorded episode two, and that goes live on the 30th. I'm probably going to re- release a podcast once a week. Uh, but Anchor's already telling me, hey, you know what? Your show's awesome, man. You're now available on Breaker. You're now available on Radio Public. You're now available on Google Podcasts. Uh, Pocket Casts. Spotify. Apparently, I'm doing a good job. Anchor likes me, and I like I like Anchor. Uh, I will do ads for Anchor whenever they want because this this app is amazing. I cannot sell it enough. There'll probably be more ads for Anchor later on in this podcast and podcasts to come. Woo! All right. So you know, last uh, episode I talked about George Carlin and. I said he was a prophet, and I believe that to my core. Um, I want to play a clip by George Carlin. Uh, I think it was 2005, I want to say. I could be wrong. Uh, But George Carlin, in my opinion, his masterpiece bit. Uh I mean, he's like the he's like the Tom Brady of stand-up comedy. Like the guy did so much amazing stuff for so long. This clip I'm about to play for you has six million views on YouTube, and I refer to this bit that George Carlin did so many times in my personal life and in the conversations that I have with people that I just cannot say enough about it because he is so. On point. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the most masterful bits of stand up comedy or social commentary that George Carlin ever did. Here it is. Consumption. This is the new national pastime. Fuck baseball. It's consumption. The only true lasting American value that's left, buying things, buying things. People spending money they don't have on things they don't need. Money they don't have on things they don't need so they can max out their credit cards and spend the rest of their lives paying 18% interest on something that costs $12.50. And they didn't like it when they got it home anyway. 
Not too bright, folks. Not too fucking bright. But if you talk to one of them about this, if you isolate one of them, you sit them down rationally, and you talk to them about the low IQs and the dumb behavior and the bad decisions, right away they start talking about education. That's the big answer to everything. Education. They say we need more money for education. We need more, more, more books, more teachers, more classrooms, more schools. Uh, we need more testing for the kids. You say to them, well, you know, we've tried all of that and the kids still can't pass the test. You say, oh, don't you worry about that. We're going to lower the passing grades. That's what they do in a lot of these schools now. They lower the passing grades so more kids can pass. More kids pass, the school looks good, everybody's happy, the IQ of the country slips another two or three points, and pretty soon all you'll need to get into college is a fucking pencil. <laughs> Got a pencil? Get the fuck in there, it's physics. Then everyone wonders why 17 other countries graduate more scientists than we do. Education! Politicians know that word, they use it on you. Politicians have traditionally hidden behind three things. The flag, the Bible, and children. No child left behind. No child left behind. Oh, really? Well, it wasn't long ago you were talking about giving kids a head start. Head start, left behind. Someone's losing fucking ground here. Here it is. But there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks. And it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table and figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers obedient workers people who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay the longer hours the reduced benefits the end of overtime and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it and now they're coming for your social security money they want your fucking retirement money they want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later. Because they own this fucking place. It's a big club. And you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. By the way, it's the same big club they used to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hard-working people, white collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hard-working people continue. These are people of modest means. Continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all, at all, at all. 
Yeah. You know? And nobody seems to notice, nobody seems to care. That's what the owners count on, the fact that Americans will probably remain willfully ignorant of the big red, white, and blue dick that's being jammed up their assholes every day. Because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream, because you have to be asleep to believe it. I mean, wow. I can't even tell you how many times I have re-listened and re-listened and re-listened to that bit of that. I think it was the HBO special. Uh, I could almost recite it verbatim. That's how important that clip is to me in my life. The man was a prophet. Uh, <laughs> you know, pause right now. Pause this podcast, rewind it, or go to YouTube, look up George Carlin, The American Dream. Listen to it again. Listen to it as many times as you have to until it seeps, sinks into your brain. I could play George Carlin bits all day long, and I probably will in the future. Um, here we are, people. Episode three, punk rock and politics. I am Andrew for America. I'm kicking it at home right now in snowy Minnesota. My dogs are sleeping on my couch. Seems a perfect time to put out another podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to pay some bills real quick, and I'll be right back. All right, so I uh, some people have been asking, well, what what is this band? What are these bands, Andrew for America, that you've been playing in? Uh, let's hear it. So, um, in honor of George H. W. Bush, uh, I would like to play a song called "The Royal Tees," and. Uh, me and my friend Neil wrote this song. Uh, I had a band back in the day called Nonprofit. Um, not to not to be confused with the nonprofits. Uh, actually, emailed Sage Francis back in the day and uh, told him I didn't want to get in a copyright, uh, you know, dispute over the name because he had a hip hop group called the Nonprofits, spelled the same way. Um, in retrospect, I should have changed the name right then and there. Uh, but I didn't, and still kind of like the name, to be honest with you. Uh, but anyway, this song is dedicated to George H.W. Bush's child, George W. Bush. Uh, and I wrote a song about him and his experience uh, with who he is in this world and his uh, you know, secret society he went to in college called Skull and Bones. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. This is uh, my old band Nonprofit with The Royal Tees. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, 
Shame on Shame on you. You fool me, we can't get fooled again.
there it is. My old band, Nonprofit, with the song The Royalties. I wrote that song about George W. Bush, and I tried to write it from his perspective. Um, you know, what's this guy thinking? Born into a basically royal family. Um, you know? Uh, one of the lines is, remember skull and bones? Well, as the story goes, uh, these Dewey schools... John Dewey. Uh, what did I say? These Dewey schools and something feeds the mind control. Um, man, I wrote that song so long ago, I can't remember the damn lyrics. Uh, but anyway, um, the Bush family, people, part of the New World Order. Uh part of the internationalists that uh, I've been talking about. Uh, and I'll be talking about more. Uh, I don't want to dwell in this moment for a series of podcasts. I need to change the subject pretty soon. Uh, but, you know, I'm just trying to put some of the stuff in your head, out the gates, and then as we move forward... Um, you know, I'm going to kind of lay a foundation of knowledge for you and then we're going to expound on it and we're going to build on it and we're going to create a house of cards that hopefully doesn't fall because it really is that susceptible to falling. It's fragile, you know. Actually, you know what? I just found the lyrics to that song, and I'm going to go over them, actually, real quick, because, um, you know, it's a little reminiscing for me to remember my own lyrics, especially when I just forgot them all. Uh, I like to reminisce, and uh, if you guys are bored to death by this, my apologies, but um, I just feel like, I just feel like I'm going to do this real quick. So, okay, so here we go. Uh it's so sad to see the ending of my adolescent history. The time has come to be a man and take the reins of daddy's business plan. Because in America, we give to those who take. I think I'll take a little for myself. And then second verse. Oh, it's so sad to see that after college, I just did what I was told. My life was all planned out for me to take this world and call it all my own. Attending meetings, saying what they wrote for me. My birthright has become my destiny. Well, Georgie, you know, that's what George W. Bush, in my opinion, probably thought about his life through his own eyes. I could be completely wrong. I don't know. But, you know, I was in my 20s when I wrote this, and uh, I was just learning about secret societies and about, uh, you know, people desiring for world government, etc. So, anyway, chorus. These stats and figures alter what you see. And there's nothing you can prove. There's nothing you can do. I am the one living the life that I've always dreamed. And there's nothing you can do. You'll never learn the truth. And then I think the, this is the third. This is when I started talking about the skull and bones. This is the third verse. Remember skull and bones? Well, as the story goes, their filtered news and Dewey schools feed the mind control. Be a good citizen. 
the state will always win and good always prevails. You never have to learn a thing. Somebody tell me that it's over. It's not hard to read between the lines and see that our governments, just like the Romans and the Greeks, I watch again as history repeats. That's it. The royalties by my old band, Nonprofit. Um, you know, I got a big imagination. <laughs> uh, you know, I'd love to meet the man sometime and be like, you know, tell me about your life, dude. Like, let's just bro out for a minute. Let's, uh, you know, how is it? How is it having to, you know, as uh, Howard Dean put it, how was it being a guy that was born on third base and thought he hit a triple? <laughs> oh, man. He... You know, George W. Bush, people, I mean, Carl Rove, you guys know who Carl Rove is? I remember hearing him say that we found a guy we can make president. Um, you know, <laughs> the, the life that people that are born into the big club that you're not in, the life that they live, boy, is fairy tales and make-believe and so vastly different than what you and I experience from birth to death in this country, in this world. Um, you know, and another thing about that song, John Dewey, go look it up. Don't take my word for it. Go look it up. Go look up John Dewey school systems and tell me what you think. Report back with a book report. Tell me what you find. Email me, send me a message. Uh, what you're going to find is going to upset you, probably. Uh, you're going to have a little cognitive dissonance. You'll probably not believe it right now. Uh, for a little while, you'll be holding two uh, conflicting ideas in your head at the same time. And as soon as your intellectual honesty and your intellectual curiosity kicks in and you realize that you are experiencing cognitive dissonance and something that you thought was completely garbage and there's no way it could be possibly true, it's conspiracy theory, it's just, you know, it, uh, fill in your favorite dismissive phrase when you encounter an argument that you're not ready to interpret. Again, you're going to hear me say this a lot. Don't take my word for it, people. Go do this stuff on your own time. Look it up. You got YouTube, right? You got an internet. You got a, I don't know, do they still have libraries? Are libraries still a thing? Do people still read? You know, go get your library card. Go check out some books. Do you know what books are? <laughs> or do you get 110% of the news and information that you hear about the world from social media and the mainstream media? Ah. You know, ugh. I work myself up into a frenzy people talking about this stuff. And you know, it's therapeutic. You know, <laughs> it might not seem that, uh, that I'm in a good headspace sometimes when you're listening to me run my mouth. But I, I tell you, it's like playing in a punk rock band and singing punk rock songs on stage. It's therapy for me. It's what keeps me, you know, off the bridge. 
It's what keeps the needle out of my arm. Uh, it's what keeps, you know, whatever a semblance of sanity I might still have. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I want you guys to just consider, just consider some of these thoughts and ideas. And you know what? If you, if you really do your own research and you find ways to dismiss these things and say to yourself, you know what? Hey, Andrew for America guy is a dork, idiot, moron, conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat wearing, you know, uh, F-tard, you know, dimwit, you know, whatever colorful language uh, the average day, every, the average everyday moron that you talk to on social media and your Facebook comment sections, you know, I'm sure those, co those conversations are so enlightening for you, aren't they? <laughs> You're the big winner if you, you shut them down and they stop talking, right? You're the big winner. Yay. My ego is feeling itself. Oh God, it feels so good. It feels so good jerking yourself off on social media all day long in your mom's basement. Doesn't it? I'm sure it does. You know, I feel bad for you people. I really do. I feel bad for you, you know? Uh, in a pot, previous podcast, I said, you know, maybe those people aren't savable. You know what? Maybe you're not. Maybe you're not savable. Maybe survival of the fittest and, you know, Darwinism are going to take care of things. It's the natural order. It's the way it should be in some people's eyes. If I was a scientist, a, uh, you know, self-made entrepreneurial, um, you know, millionaire, uh, if I was a person that actually knows the struggle and knows the value of a dollar and a hard day's work, if I, if I was one of those people, you know, that's a different story than being born on third base and thinking you hit a triple. <laughs> you know, some of these politicians you people vote for, you know, these people are such, such, such criminals on such a, de a devious, uh, disgusting level. And you people vote for them. You, li you listen to their words. Oh, God, they're so soothing. That's what a president should sound like, right? Yeah, that's what a president should sound like. Who cares what they do, right? Who cares what laws they pass and what issues they stand for and where they are on certain policy uh, decision-making? You know, hey, so long as they tell you the right thing in the speech that they run by you, you know, honky-dory, everything's great. You might hate Donald Trump because he's a douche or he's an asshole or he's a megalomaniac, demagogue, egomaniac, celebrity, multimillionaire. You know, maybe he's the scum of the earth to you. Maybe he hurt your little feelings one time. He said this mean thing, you know, because some stupid idiot activist journalist asked him a stupid idiot activist question and he called him out on it. I mean, I'm no fan of Donald Trump people, but <laughs> I'm going to do a podcast on the Russian collusion investigation and... uh you know what? In fact, don't even listen to me. Go listen to my buddy uh, uh, Sam Winchester's podcast, According to Sam, and listen to him uh, <laughs> surgically dissect some of your favorite characters. Comey, Clinton, Obama, uh, McCabe, um, you know, 
anyone in the intelligence community, pick your favorite uh, DNI. Uh, your favorite FBI boss, your favorite, or, you know, head of the CIA, NSA, whatever. Pick your favorite intelligence community, you know, person, club member, big club member, if you will. And my buddy Sam tears them up. Go listen to his podcast. I can't remember the numbers. I, I think it's in the teens somewhere. He does like four or five podcasts just crucifying. The media narratives that you people eat spoon-feeding yourself, laying uh, on your couch late at night, letting the cable TV just waves, just waves of cable TV washing over you, lulling you to sleep, just waves on the ocean, go to sleep. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control. Whew. And scene, people. Oh, God, I tell you what. I love doing this podcast. I hope you guys like listening to it as much as I like making it, man. I tell you what. I'm going to keep this train just chugging down the track, baby. Uh, this has been episode three of Punk Rock and Politics. I am Andrew for America. Um... Please share the podcast. Tell your friends if you like it. Um, uh, I did get somebody asking me if I was going to take submissions for uh, up-and-coming punk rock bands to be played on the podcast. And, you know, I'm going to consider it. I'll consider it. Uh, I remember being that guy. I remember being the band guy that just wanted shows and wanted exposure. I remember that. I remember the days of doing that before social media. And... Uh, being able to independently distribute your music to the world. Uh, think capitalism, people. That's capitalism. That's incentive did that for you. You're welcome. How about a little gratitude for the American way of life for five seconds? Maybe don't be such an ungrateful little twerp. Okay, that's it. I love you guys. I swear to God. I do. I really do. I know. Uh, me and characters different than, uh, you know, everyday me. I swear to God. Ask my friends. You guys are great. Uh, episode four coming soon to <laughs> a phone or a computer near you. More screen time, people. More screen time. That's what we need, right? More screen time. Uh, technology. It's a beautiful thing. The future's looking bright. I can't wait till they just plug us into the matrix and we just live in virtual reality forever. You know? It's a brave new world out there, people. Maybe the answer to 1984 is 1776. Just a thought. All right, guys. Episode four coming soon. Thanks for listening. And, you know, think about it. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon, guys.